0: In this episode, we meet Brooke Bawa. Brooke, before she was a Christian, was in difficult situations. It drove her all the way to working in strip clubs. After she got out of that and the Lord completely restored and changed her, the Lord used her to go back into those same situations and speak life and into these hurting women Brooke has a ministry called scarlet ribbons and through this ministry she is being loved to some of the most broken humans out there she's leveraging her wounds to become weapons and she's seeing the Lord touch hurting ladies every night when she goes into some of the darkest places it's gonna be a very inspiring show you gotta tune in check it out hello firestorm family I am so thankful to spend some time with you, and every single week, we always, my wife and I and some other prayer partners, we just say, Lord, who do you have? And it's always really thrilling and somewhat nerve-wracking to uh, see the way the Lord brings our guests. So my guest tonight is a young woman who I met, I would say, a good year or more, maybe two years ago, right? My fr- our friend Brooke Bawa, and Brooke is moving in a level of impact in the world you know, this is, these are the bright lights, guys. These are the lights. You know, the, the word says, it says in Ephesians that you were once darkness, but now you are light. Mm-hmm. You've changed nature. You become a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And now we take that light. We are the light. He He lives within us. We take that light everywhere we go. You might not know this. You might not feel it. It doesn't matter how you feel, but we are carriers of that light. And I got to tell you what Brooke is doing. She's going to share testimony upon testimony of the Lord breaking into darkness, the deep, dark, scary darkness, and rescuing people, especially young women, out of the pit. I'm talking like reach down into the fires of hell and lift them out. That's what Brooke is doing. So, Brooke, thanks for coming on. I'm so thankful that you're here.
1: I'm excited to be here. (laughs) This is awesome.
0: All right. So let's just talk about what God's doing with you. So you have a ministry Mm -hmm. called Scarlet Ribbons. Yes, sir. Who do you specifically minister to?
1: Um, Women who dance, uh, women who are exotic dancers in gentlemen's clubs. Wow. Yes, sir.
0: That is a. A community that a lot of good church people would have no way of how do I I mean I think we would have a heart for them. These are hurting women that are lost. Yeah. I think we all kind of appreciate that. But how do you minister in that community? How do you do it? And and honestly, Brooke, when when I was praying about this and preparing for your show, I felt like the Lord said to me that you're like the anointing of Moses. Wow. In that you know Moses was raised in the courts of Egypt. He is raised in the courts of Pharaoh as a prince in the courts of of the highest ruler in the world. He was the he was God on Earth, the Pharaoh, right? And so Moses is raised in that community. Of course, we know he leaves. Um, you know, he spends forty years in the wilderness as a shepherd. But then Moses comes back, yeah. and he he goes right into Pharaoh. Now. The way you're like him is that you can't just walk up to Pharaoh. I mean, people couldn't just go into the king's court like that. I mean, that's an execution level offense. But because Moses had the one, he had the favor and anointing of God, which you have, but he also, he knew the secret handshake. He knew how to get into the court. He knew how to speak to the attendants. He knew how to get in front of Pharaoh, and he was ushered right in. I feel like that's the same anointing that's on you because you know the secret handshake because you have been there. Yes. Can you talk about that backstory and how the Lord just turned, took ashes and turned them into beauty?
1: Yes, sir. I'm yeah. going to make a uh, long story, not too long, because okay. we only got an hour. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, I had been dancing there probably uh, nine months, mm-hmm. and uh, I had an encounter with Jesus while I was giving a private dance to a guest. Actually, wait a second.
0: All right, so let's just clarify some things. So you're working in—it's uh, a strip club. You're working as a dancer, yes. Sir. Basically, uh, you are serving a client, whatever that means, privately um it's not prostitution this is just dancing yeah, right yes sir. Yes, yes sir. and you have a supernatural encounter yes. with jesus yes wild carry on i would love to hear
1: <laughs> so um that night i had actually you know i was drinking uh i had ate an edible so i was yeah. i was scared because i was like hi you know so i started praying in my mind and i was like god i i don't like how i feel right now i i please take this feeling away from me, Lord. And I was I was praying all while I'm like dancing for this man, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit encounters me and he says, you are my beautiful daughter and I love you and I need you to stay sober so I can do amazing things to your life.
0: You hear this in your heart?
1: Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. The Holy Spirit spoke that to me and I felt the presence and the, the peace of God come over me. And at the time... I was at least getting drunk like five to six nights of the week. Wow. But I felt that um, that addiction. I didn't really understand at the time what was going on, but I felt that desire to keep drinking alcohol break off of me. I remember I immediately threw my beer away when I left the uh, the the, la- the private mm-hmm. dance room that night. And um, I remember texting a, a Snapchat and a friend and saying, hey, I I feel like my life has purpose and I know that this isn't going to be that's all for me. Yeah. And, um, but to back up a little bit before that encounter happened, I had started seeking God probably three months prior to that encounter. I had just been in a low place in my life because while I was dancing and I was just very depressed, um, you know, drinking a lot, partying a lot, just living a lifestyle that I really couldn't keep up with just getting my heart broken from mm. throwing my pearls to swine. Yeah. Re- repeatedly, and people will know what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, but I hit a place in my life where I was like, "Man, I just, I know I need God." So I picked up a book called "The Power of I Am" by Joel Olstein. Okay. And it just reading it just told me all these biblical truths about how loved I am, and it didn't matter, it didn't matter what I was doing. It, it was just about my identity and being loved. And so I found myself um, waking up in the mornings hungover, but starting to seek. God, turn my heart towards him, spend time with him. And then I would go to work and, you know, end up drinking, but then I would get in my Ubers and tell people like, do you know how loved we are by Jesus? So I'd start, I'd had this seed planted in me, but I didn't have a church community. I didn't have, you know, anybody really pouring into me except, except God himself. And I feel like just continually seeking him. I like my heart was like a, hey, a magnet that just pulled heaven to earth. And he was just like, I'm coming after you. Oh. <laughs> so I like to just share that because it. I feel like it didn't just happen out of nowhere, but it happened from me starting to seek him. Okay. And he, he says, like, knock and the door will be open to you. Seek and you will find. Yeah. And that's for, that's for even, you know, an unbeliever or someone yeah. who's not, maybe living a righteous life. If you seek him diligently pure, with a pure heart, you're going to find him.
0: So what did that look like for you when you said you, you, know, you're, you turned your heart towards him? I think people hear that and they're like, wow, I want that. How do I turn my heart towards him? What are, the, what are some of the things that you would do um, regularly that would turn your heart towards him?
1: Um, I would, first of all, make some time you know make time where i didn't feel like it was rushed or anything i would get in the word and i had a couple different books i was reading at the same time they were all jesus holy spirit filled books and then i would just journal out to him and just spill my heart out and just i remember i would write to him like god help me i don't want to i don't want to live this way anymore i want to i don't want to keep making these same mistakes i want to be you know i want to be better i want to live a better life and um even after my encounter happened, uh, it took me about a month and a half before I had the courage to leave the uh, the club scene behind. Yeah. But God finally gave me the grace and the strength to stay sober for past 30 days. And during that time, He opened up my eyes to everything that was going on in the club and, and how I was being objectified and... How I was, how the men were coming to get a void filled that only really Jesus could fill,
0: and the Lord revealed that to you. Yeah, He
1: was so kind, just yeah. He was so patient and loving with me, and just showed me things as I just was obedient to, you know, not drink. But that was all by His grace and yeah. His strength through me. So um, was that
0: like a supernatural breaking of chains? Did, did that just you said it fell off of you.
1: Yeah, I, that night I felt it, but I didn't understand what happened. So I had about three weeks where I was really confused. I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink. And then I would I would mess up, but then I'd cry out to God and be like, Jesus, like I don't want to do this. But every time I would just go in my room and cry out to him, just humble myself before him and just weep and be like, this isn't what I want. Like I, I, I want you. And it's like the more I would seek him and his grace would wash over me, it's like he was taking those desires for those things out and replacing them with his desires. Yeah.
0: glorious. It's just beautiful, Brooke. So fast forward, or actually rewind a little bit. You you had a history with the Lord.
1: You mm-hmm. said as
0: a little girl, you, you knew Jesus, you were yeah. baptized as a little girl.
1: Yep, baptized at nine.
0: Was it, is it your experience that most of the girls that are working in these places, they have a, a, an experience, a history with the Lord?
1: Oh yes, sir. Really? For sure. Most of the women, you know, love Jesus or know Jesus or have been hurt by the church or religion. Yeah. In general. And yes, they sir.
0: end up in that place out of desperation.
1: Yeah, and I believe a lot of it has to do with you know childhood traumas. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of abuse can manifest itself later in life. You know, through working yeah. in the sex industry. or you know being an exotic dancer because uh when you're objectified as a younger girl or sexualized you get into that environment and it feels normal Mm -hmm. and you don't really understand why but it feels kind of safe and normal because it's what you're used to yeah and i you know i can speak on that from personal experience yeah so
0: so it feels bad but it feels like a bad that i know Mm -hmm. is that what it is it's like it's, I don't like this, but I know this. So it, yeah. there's a comfort level in at least knowing it. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, so the Lord reaches into that place in you, it drops a, just a revelation bomb of his love into your heart. Yes. You start getting a revelation that you're a dearly loved. What did, he, what did the Spirit say to you?
1: Uh, he said, you are my beautiful daughter, and I need you to stay sober so I can do amazing things through your life.
0: So he gives you a revelation of your value and your worth to him. Your things start falling off of you like immediately.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't perfect. And yeah. I, I just, it, it, was a, it was like a crawl, walk, fall, walk. And then yeah. finally, you know, the Holy Spirit gave me the strength to really surrender because oh. I didn't have a godly community. It was really just the Holy Spirit in me and my yeah. flesh and my demons and everything I was in bondage to all at war. Wow. Um, but he had the final say.
0: He did. Yeah. And then, so you come out of that life, mm-hmm. and then you go right back into it to rescue the girls that are in that life. So yes. you have your so your ministry, Scarlet Ribbons, and you can find her. Um, you can actually just email them directly, info at Tell me what your ministry does and some of the cool things that you've seen God do.
1: Yeah. So um, at Scarlet Ribbons, we really love the prophetic. And um, we love just honoring the Holy Spirit and letting him lead. So we we make the girls handmade cookies because it's so important to bring. To me, I think a handmade gift is so heart-touching because it's like, wow, you took time to make something for me. You didn't just go buy it from the store. You thought about me. You Mm -hmm. took time out of your day. So we bring them uh, handmade, you know homemade cookies, a handmade prophetic gift. And we each pray and um, we ask God for a prophetic word and we write it onto either like last time we did a bookmark, we've done cards this time we're gonna do hand painted stars and we got them all sparkling. And we write different words on them and we'll give the girls a prophetic word. And these are just whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to write down, um, we just write it down and we attach a scripture to it. And most of the time, the women, not all of them will read their words right away, but the ones who do, they start, you know, getting teary-eyed and they're like, oh my gosh, this is touching my heart. I feel like this is speaking right to me, yeah. you know, or some of them start reading it and they're like, I have to read it later, you know, because they get too emotional. Yeah. Um, so we, our, our heart is to just bring the church to these women, since a lot of them do know Jesus, or they had relationships, or they did have relationships, we're just bringing the church to the club to just offer the girls, like, do you want prayer? I mean, we're in rough times right now. Mm-hmm. People are losing loved ones with COVID. You know, there's just so many, so many things going on in the world, and everybody needs to have a glimmer of hope. There was nights when I worked at that club that I had to leave because I was crying, and I couldn't stop crying. And I just think, man, if somebody walked in full of the Holy Spirit and said, "Can I pray with you?" Yeah. How, how awesome would that have been for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I—I I mean, I would—I asked the Uber guy that, and I, I said, "Pray for me," because he had a little Jesus cross in his thing. But you know, I think back to when I was a dancer, and how how much I would have appreciated, you know, someone just wanting to pray with me and to love on me and not judge me. Mm-hmm. And that's our heart—to just to love on them and let them know that. Hey, you're beautiful. Like God sees you, he loves you. He's not ashamed of you. He's not mad at you. Like yeah. you have a you have an identity as a daughter of God. So
0: So you're going in and you're rescuing lost daughters. Is what you're doing.
1: Yeah. 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 You
0: say it so gently. It's so good. Well,
1: I yeah. uh, we're planting seeds and and yeah. and God, he is he does the rescuing, you know. No. We're just planting love seeds because You know, you have to watch how you say things because some women like, I don't need to be rescued, you know. But everybody needs to know that they're loved. Yeah. So
0: So Jesus said he came to release the captives. And some people are in captivity of their own thinking. Some people are in captivity of bondage to addiction. Mm -hmm. But I truly believe, I've seen the Lord do some really amazing things. And sometimes the most amazing ones were, there was a, there was a captivity in that person, either a captivity of lifelong pain from an injury or a captivity of lifelong self-destructive thinking. Yeah. Or, and I've just seen the Lord step into those moments in His grace and just break it off in a moment. Yeah. And I know you've seen some cool things. So what I wanna know mm-hmm. is I think most of us, if we wanted to mm-hmm. you know, go into these sorts of places, we wouldn't have the first clue we wouldn't know the secret handshake. We wouldn't know how to get in. They probably wouldn't let us in. I mean, if we just rolled up with a van full of church ladies, most of them I think are gonna be like, wait a second, but you Brooke, because of the history, you know how to get in. So when yeah. you get in, what I'd love to know the first time you went in, because mm-hmm. you were alone. You didn't have mm-hmm. a team with you or anything. Mm-hmm. You were alone. Tell me about the first time you went into a club and you ministered to the girls.
1: So I, I brought in these gifts that my friend Christina made, and she's part of, she makes gifts for the outreaches. And she made these beautiful uh, handmade candle, candle tea light holders. And I was, well, first I sat at the table and I was just like, okay, God, because I used to go into the club a lot to go visit the girls I used to dance with, but this was my first time going in with the intention to minister. And that's a totally different um, mindset and and heart you know because yeah. I'm I'm there with a different intent it's not just hey I'm coming to visit you and tell you what God's doing in my life but I'm a lot of the girls I didn't know any of them so this is like all new girls Oh
0: okay so you don't know any of these people either Yeah
1: maybe a couple but a lot of them cuz it's been we started this last year and that that have been like 3 years um I've been okay. out Okay
0: you've been out for that long Yeah Okay so the first time Yeah so the first time you pray time, first
1: yeah, yeah, I'm at the table because, you know, I'm trying to play it cool because I'm just like, okay, God, I'm here. And I wanted him to bring bring someone to me, you know. I was like, I feel like you're going to bring someone to me. So he brought me um, a young mother, and we talked about our, you know, our children. And, I, you know, I just got to talk with her about church a little bit. But then what I was telling you about earlier when we were over coffee, yeah. um, I saw these two girls on the couch. And the devil was trying to get in my head. He was like, "Don't you go over there and talk to them? They're gonna reject you. They don't want to hear your testimony. They don't even want to. They don't even want you to step near them." And so I knew that that meant I probably really need to go over there.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So you knew that that was a clue. Yeah. When the enemy comes in with fear and all that, yeah, that is a clue that you're doing it right yes yes okay so so these two two young women they're sitting on a couch i guess they're preparing to go work or whatever yeah
1: it's early we normally go in early so there's not a lot of um men in there yet so a lot of them just chat with each other past time Okay. Um, so i walked up to them and first i was trying to give the gifts but one of the girls felt like she couldn't receive it because she didn't have anything to give back and that can be a a thing with the women because they feel like there has to be an exchange yeah and I was like, no, um, this is for you because God loves you. And she just looked at me like, what? And I was like, let me tell you something. I, I used to work here. And it, her and her friend just looked at each other and they looked at me and they're like, you need to sit down on this couch and tell us your whole story right now. Because we were just talking about how we feel like we don't want to do this anymore. We feel like there's something better for us. And we just don't understand how to get away or get out. And so I was able to just sit there and just chat like we are best girlfriends. And I shared my whole I'm sitting in the club where God encountered me and I'm just I'm pointing to the room where it happened and i'm I'm sharing my testimony with them. and they're both just opening up with me like wanting my number because they're like, this is so cool. I want to be part of this one day. and because I was telling them how I hope to one day, you know have enough funds that if I'm in the club with Maria and a girl's like, I really wanna to go to school to do this is my dream that, that we can fund it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. hey, here's a scholarship, you know? So I was just able to share with them my dream because I hadn't even, Scarlet Ribbons hadn't officially started yet. I was just um, going in to bring gifts that Christina made cause she didn't feel comfortable with COVID at the time to go wow. in and deliver them herself. But I was like, we were on the brink of starting it. So mm-hmm. I was telling the girls about my dream. Yeah. And they were just so encouraging, and they they loved it. So and they I,
0: completely received oh, all yeah. the lies of the enemy just fell yeah. away.
1: And I looked at both of them, and I said, "I want you. I want to put it in this perspective: like no man can walk in here tonight and give you any amount of money that is your true worth, and, and to God." And they both were just like, "Wow!" Like, and you know, we I prayed with them, and then I I left because it was starting to get busy, and I tried to. I don't like to be in there when it gets too busy because then you can interfere with, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to become the enemy and, you know, because they are there. That's their job. And you don't want to upset management. Sure. So you got to be smart. And God gives you wisdom (laughs) for for ministries like this. You know, you want to be on everybody's good side or else you can't get in.
0: Well, and you brought one of your ministry friends with you today. Yes, I did. So I want to introduce, we have another lady with us that, that runs with you and is part of the Scarlet Ribbons mm-hmm. ministry. Maria, thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. So can, it's always a little awkward to talk about your own ministry um, when you're the leader of it. So for yourself, someone that's walked with the Lord for a long time. Um, what have you seen God do, and what do you have to say about Brooke's ministry?
2: Yeah, well, Brooke and I met at church, and she was getting ready to get married, and so I volunteered to help her plan her wedding. Okay. And so just on a volunteer basis, so we kind of got to know each other, you know, that way, and I had no idea her testimony. Yeah. And later on, like during the course of our friendship, you know, she shared her testimony with me, and I was so blown away by her testimony. And she shared with me, you know, her heart for women. And I've also always had a heart for women and, you know, just ministering to women that are hurting. And so I just really God just it was just a God connection, you know, with us. And um, so I've really, you know, just told her, like, hey, I'd love to partner with you and do what I can to, you know, help you succeed in your ministry and just whatever I can do, which, you know, as an older woman, I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, okay. <laughs> I'd never, you know, saw myself going into a club and honestly, like I tried to imagine because I'm very I can be I'm a feeler. So okay. like if I sense like what's going on in the environment, you know I'm, I can get emotional. And so I remember like the first time that we went, like I just anticipated walking through the door and just sobbing for these girls, mm-hmm. you know that, I would have such a mother's heart that, you know, to see them for who they are and just the potential, you know, that they have and that that is not the potential how God created them for to serve in that capacity and so, you know, but I was completely surprised that God just gave me eyes for these women. Like I totally did not see you know, the extravagant outfits that they were wearing and just saw their face, and God just highlighted these women. And I couldn't believe how open they were for prayer. Like, they were just so, um, just their hearts were just so open, and God was just opening a door for us to go in and minister. And it was amazing. Like, and my heart has been so changed. You know, God has just let me see people through a whole different, you know, Set of eyes. He
0: gives you his eyes. Yes. For other people. Yes. It's so exciting. You know, I think, I think lots of people they say, you know, Lord, they have a we have a question for the Lord. We you know we want to know an answer to this. We want an answer to prayer. We we want to hear His voice for us. And Brooke, you had talked about getting words for people Mm -hmm. and all that. And Maria, I know you move in that also. Um, But what I've seen is that we all want to hear God for us. But what if? he's gonna talk to you about other people more. Mm -hmm. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. What if he's actually talking to you about the folks that you're around, and once you start hearing his voice for them, then you're gonna start hearing it for yourself, and you start hearing it for more people. So yeah, if you could talk about, Maria, maybe you could talk about just the prophetic ministry. What does that look like when they go in there? How does that work, and maybe what you've seen
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. Um, I know, like, I could actually name names because we've, you know, just, they just, these girls make an imprint on your heart. And I know, um, like, there was, when we first went in, the Lord said, I want you to take this amount of money. And I I didn't know what that was going to look like. I'm like, okay, I'm just walking in obedience, you know. And we got to pray with one of the girls, and the Lord said she has a financial need, and, you know, we want to bless her. And we got to pray with her. And she was just so blown away, you know, that the Lord would put that on her heart and know yeah. that it was going to be, you know, strictly for her and just bless her with that. You know, it was amazing. Yeah.
0: So getting prophetic words yeah. for these girls, how does, that, how does that go? And can our listeners... Can they do that? Is this for everybody or is this for the elite? Some anointed few (laughs) that hear God and the rest of us are just grabbing for crumbs. Mm -hmm.
1: No, this is for, you know, we actually, the more prophetic words we can start to get, then the more of an impact of outreach we can make. You know, there's tons of clubs and eventually I want women to be able to go to a website and be able to uh, request for a prophetic word. If you are listening or listen later on the Facebook live if you feel like you have a, a gift in prophetic please uh, e- email us prophetic words just pray and ask the ask God to put something on your heart and he will give you he will give you some beautiful words and it doesn't need to be anything super long just lavish with the love of Jesus yeah. you know uh, something that's going to edify and build up. And, yes. Yeah.
0: So what are some testimonies that you've seen with the prophetic in the clubs?
1: Um, well, my one of my friends, every time that she's gotten her word, she always just tells me, she's like, every single time. I, I feel like it's speaking directly to my life and to everything going on in my life. And this is how we know that Holy Spirit's leading it, because after all the words are written and we meet up and we put the bags together, We just we pray over them and we don't intentionally try to make a certain bag go to a certain girl we just pray over them and we say okay god we trust that you're going to get the right bags with the right word into the right hands and um the last time we went we were at a club in virginia beach and one of the waitresses who got a a word she came up to us because we were about to leave because some sometimes you get a lot of interaction and sometimes You don't, but that's the beautiful thing about these prophetic words. These words take care of the love seed and make an impact even if you only got to say hi and smile.
0: Yeah, because the word is going out, right? Yeah, And it will bear fruit, it won't return void.
1: Mm -hmm. And she came up to us and she was like, she had tears in her eyes and she was like, I just went to the bathroom and I read my word and I'm just really moved because you know in the Bible when it says like, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. She's like, I just I really feel like that's what you guys are doing and I'm just really touched right now. And I was like, Well, can I pray over you for anything? And she's like, Well, I don't really know of anything to pray for. And I was like, Well, let me just let's just pray for you to encounter Jesus. And so I'm just praying over her and I just feel the tangible presence of God and she's just smiling and beaming with joy. And um, a lot of the a lot of the women I encounter, you know, I don't always get to see them. Uh, read their words but they'll, they'll ask me like well what made you want to do this and then i share my testimony and they're like wow so some of them tell me they love me but it's just they feel in jesus mm-hmm. and i just pray that they can feel feel his um, presence and there's one oh yeah you didn't go that time there was one night uh, a girl was like i heard you guys are praying for people i need prayer like i'm trying to get a a job and I, I want to get out of here yeah. and so she come up you know she comes up to us, she's like please pray for me and she was excited she was like well, I heard there's prayer over here so um, it's all very new so I don't have a lot of testimonies with the prophetic words but I do have proof that the seeds are being planted because yeah. a girl reached out to me about a month a month and a half ago just saying how she feels like God's pulling on her heart to leave and Mm -hmm. that she feels that she is the the sheep that God is leaving the 99 for. And these are words out of her mouth, not mine. So the Holy Spirit is speaking to her, and these these love seeds are doing exactly what it did to me. Mm -hmm. And a love seed takes time, just like when you plant an apple tree. Mm -hmm. You don't get apples the next day. Yeah. (laughs) So. Well,
0: I love that because what you're doing is what we used to we call love in action. This is regular believers. I always say regular believers just like you who are being the hands of Jesus as their normal day everywhere they go. They're being sensitive to the Spirit. They're looking at people and they're saying in their head, they're saying, Lord, you love him. What do you have for him? And the Lord will reveal things. Mm -hmm. The Lord will show you things for other people because he loves them so much. And Brooke, I just love your heart. And I love the way that you have taken what could have been a lifelong wound that you just, you could have been wrecked by. But instead, the Lord has used it, right? He says, he's going to take the, the bad and he's going to use it for good. All things work together for good yeah. for them to love God, who are called according to His purpose. He's going to turn beauty from ashes, yes. and it's just such a—it's a really inspiring what you're doing. I think there'll be a lot of listeners that want to get involved and yeah. want to pray for awesome. you. Yeah. So, what's the best way for them to get to you?
1: The email uh, okay. info at scarletribbons.org. Okay, and you or can th- reach out. We do out. have a sorry, we do yeah. have a Facebook page. Uh, if you if you search Scarlet Ribbons and just friend request it, okay. we're still really new and up and coming. Yeah, it's great.
0: So. And we'll put that on our website on firestormunited.org with today's show. There will be links in the show notes where you'll be able to connect with Brooke and the Scarlet Ribbons lady. This is the Firestorm Live broadcast. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert. Every week we come to you with real life, eager-to-love testimonies of regular believers just like you who are infilled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, that's part of the package. That's what we get. When you pray to receive Jesus, we don't just pray to say a prayer to go to heaven when we die, although you're gonna go to heaven. We pray to get heaven into us right now. And I am thrilled to be able to bring you guests who every week are showing what that looks like. They're forerunners. They're ahead of us. They're going before. They're, They're showing the way. And we can get behind. And they're people just like you. Just like you. You know, maybe you've had a rough childhood. Maybe you were touched wrong when you were a kid. Maybe there are situations in your life that you feel like are beyond your control and you've gotten yourself in places that you have no idea how to get out. I'm here to tell you that Jesus still releases the captives and he does it dramatically sometimes, but other times he just sends his spirit that looks like Brooke (laughs) into these places and rescues people out of the very pit. And he'll do the exact same thing with you. And then And then this is the, I call this the revenge of God, right? The revenge of God comes in where he takes that broken thing in you and he turns it around. He makes it a blessing. And then you become a rescuer to people that are in the same situation. It's the revenge of God. So the Firestorm Live broadcast is brought to you. We are listener supported, folks. We do this by faith. If this is something you would like to encourage to help us reach more people, you can find us on firestormunited.org. There is a way to to give on there. And we're also on on, uh, Facebook, which many of you are watching right now. If you go on Facebook, Firestorm United, you can see our smiling faces (laughs) in the studio here. And uh, you get the video as well as the audio experience. So my guest tonight is Brooke Bawa. Brooke started a small ministry called Scarlet Ribbons. Yes. So Brooke, you came out of a life working in the clubs, Mm -hmm. in the strip clubs. Um, It's not prostitution, but it is serving clients. um, And the Lord supernaturally met you in a supernatural encounter while private dancing for someone.
1: Yeah.
0: And rescued you out of that world. Rescued you from addictions, rescued you from broken thinking, and then launched you like a superhero back into that community where you are seeing the Lord rescue more girls. Yes. Yeah. And on the first half of the show, you were talking about getting prophetic words, and we were— Sharing before we started the show about how you've seen the Lord touch people, you've seen supernatural healings. As you step out, Brooke, what are some of the things that you've seen God do?
1: So I waitress. I'm a waitress at Bowie Forty Four. Okay. Um. Well, I don't know. Well, it's okay to shout out your work, I guess. Oh, sure.
0: <laughs> Go to Bowie Forty Four. See Brooke. <laughs> She'll pray for you.
1: I'm only there <laughs> on Saturdays. Very part time. <laughs> okay. Um.
0: Because you're married.
1: Yeah, cause I'm married and I stay at boy. home with my my baby boy most of the time. Yeah, so I'm your normal. You have a husband, you're yeah. a wife and a mother. Normal stay at home mom most of the time. Yeah, waitress on Saturdays. So
0: what's God doing as a waitress?
1: Um, a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of cool things. Uh, one one thing that's coming to my mind right now, I was serving a man one night, and I you know I noticed he was drinking heavy, you know, taking shots, had about four mixed drinks. I'm just thinking like. There's gotta be something deep, you know. Something going something, on. Something something going on. God, like, give me something for this man to help encourage him and So
0: that's what you say in your head. Yeah. So just this is a teaching point for listeners. So if you wanna get prophetic words, if you wanna hear God's voice for other people, what Brooks describing right now is, is a great way to start. You just look at somebody and in your head you say a prayer something like this, Lord you love him what do you have for him? Yeah. Or Lord, you love him. How do you see him? Yeah. Something like that. So you said a thought prayer. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And then what, what happened?
1: God told me that he had a dream to be a cop. So I was like, all right, here we go.
0: Oh, wait. Okay. So when you say God told me, help translate that for our listeners. What does that feel like? How do you know God told you that?
1: I hear it in in my thoughts, you know. I hear it, but it's very peaceful. It's very quick, and it's it's very um, like calming. It's just like, okay. you know, I ask, and normally it, it comes immediately, and it's like like you, earlier you're talking about hmm. the feather. Oh yeah, let's
0: we'll talk about the feather.
1: Gotta catch it.
0: A great way somebody explained words of knowledge to me. First of all, this is for every single believer. It is not for the elite few. It's for you. If you have prayed to receive Jesus. This is part of the package. He says, he will put his spirit in you. You will be a witness. Jerusalem, Judea, the ends of the earth, that's us. Well, how are we a witness? We're a witness because we'll speak what our Father says. Jesus himself said, the son of man can do nothing on his own. I only do what I see the Father doing, and I only say what I hear the Father saying. Well, you know, guys, that's still available today we can say what we hear the Father saying, but you just have to ask for it. So in our thoughts, we just say a quick prayer, Lord, you love this person, what do you have for him? Or Lord, how do you see this person? And it was described to me once that it's like a feather just floating on the wind, very, very light, right? And it just barely brushes your skin. The first time that happens, you might not even notice it. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to miss a word of knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. It's so, so subtle. But once you felt a feather brush against your skin, the next time you feel a feather, you're like, oh, that's a feather, Uh right? So when you're getting words of knowledge, the first one I found the Lord is usually a little bit more dramatic. It's a little bit more clear. But then after that, they get weaker and weaker. (laughs) It's like a feather, right? So you just ask, Lord, what do you have for him? And then usually the first thing that pops into your mind,
1: that's Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. You don't want to second guess it. Don't
0: second guess it. But then you have to do the awkward thing, which this is where faith comes in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The righteous will walk in faith. Okay. What does that look like? That looks like, Lord, you love this man. What do you have for him? Boom. Something pops in your mind. He had a dream to be a cop. Well, now... You have to step out in faith mm-hmm. across the line and say what? What did you say to that guy?
1: I I went up to him because we were already having conversation because God helps me be very outgoing. I said, Hey, I got a question for you. Um, did you ever have a dream to be a cop? And he kind of like stopped and looked out the window because you know we're on the beach. And he's like a state trooper. And he's like, Why? Like why? How do you know? Why did you ask? And I was like, Well, I was asking God you know to tell me something about you and he told me that and he was like well i feel like it's kind of long gone now and out of reach and i I just was like the holy spirit was just filling me with so much encouragement for him and i was like all things are possible with god like that dream is still alive or he wouldn't tell me to tell you and i I was just like you can't go wrong with putting your trust in him whatever you've done whatever's happened in the past god is redemption for you and we just had a good moment. You could just feel the, the presence there. And he was getting in touch by God. And he left soon after, but not because, like, he was mad or anything. Yeah. It's just he was. Just, sometimes people encounter God, and they're like, I got to go.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> delivered it, right? Yeah. And then they have to process that. Yeah. Yeah, and that can last your entire life I mean, yeah. when you hear things like that. Wow, that's exciting. Well, tell me about the bartender with the wound, with the yes. gash. Yes. Right? What happened with that?
1: So I was leaving work one night and the restaurant was really busy. Uh, but I noticed my friend had her wrists wrapped up and I felt like I hadn't stepped out in faith in a while, so I was just like I was like I felt like the Holy Spirit compelling me like go pray over her wrist. So
0: she works there. Yeah, she She's works. She's on there. the clock.
1: She's on the clock.
0: Okay, so that's another level of risk. Right? Yeah. Okay.
1: And um I was like, Hey, you know, hey, let me pray I know we're really busy, but let me just see your wrists really quick so I can pray. And I just grabbed her wrist, and I was like, uh, you know, wrist be healed in Jesus' name. It was a really simple prayer, and she had to get back to work. I left, but all it was like a Friday, so all weekend I was like, God, what happened? Yeah. You had me step out in faith. I felt like I really needed to, and then she texted me, and she, she sent me this long text, and she was like, Brooke, you had no idea that under that wrap that i had uh, a lot of i had a gash that i needed stitches for that i couldn't afford my hand was in so much pain and when i took it off um, the gash is completely healed i have no pain in my hand and she was just sharing with me about how it had been a rough time in her life for her and she really felt at peace she felt peace again about a lot of things in her life so god really just showed up and showed off yeah and it was in a you know I hear the believers talk about sometimes we pray and we can feel this big amount of the Holy Spirit. And you're like, oh, the, you know, you can feel the anointing. But when I prayed over her, I didn't feel anything, you know, but God still showed up and mm-hmm. He still healed. So yeah. I just want to encourage you that, you know, step out in faith and and just trust that even if you don't feel anything, God is moving. Yeah. He, he's healing. He's doing something.
0: Yeah, because He says... Faith without works is dead. That's James, right? We all know that scripture. And he said, you know, you show me your faith, I'll show you mine by what I do. This is what I think faith in action looks like, is when you get that unction, right? Mm -hmm. But... Just because you don't feel it doesn't mean or you have to wait for some sort of heebie jeebie feelings. Yeah. It's not about feelings. We right. don't walk by feelings, we walk by faith. Yeah. Right? And the word says, Matthew 10 8, Jesus sends him out. He says, he's very direct. Yeah. He says, Heal freely you receive, freely give. Heal the sick, cast out devils, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Wow. He never says pray for the sick yeah he says heal the sick Mm -hmm. he never says negotiate with people that are demonized he says cast out devils raise the dead so i feel like there is an opportunity for believers to Mm -hmm. step into fullness this is what firestorm live broadcast is all about is to get all of us to step into this fullness step out in faith if you could feel awkward
1: Oh, yeah. What do
0: you do when you feel (laughs) awkward, Brooke?
1: (laughs) Well, you just have to remember that scripture, there's no fear in his perfect love. And when you know that that you're loved by your Heavenly Father, you don't have to be afraid to, to fail. And he's he's proud of you just for stepping out. But what I've learned is when I step out and I get a word wrong, a prophetic word wrong, a lot of the people think it's cool that I'm trying to hear from God. And then it opens up a door for me to share my testimony. And then when I share my testimony, the presence of Jesus shows up. you know, it, I mean, there's been so many times where I share my testimony a lot with new new workers and stuff like that. and um, I remember this one lady working in the kitchen. Right when I told her about Jesus encountering me in the private dance room, she was like, "Look at my arm! Look at my arm right now! <laughs> and you could just see the Holy Spirit!" You know, mm-hmm. her hairs were. Up. She's like, "Look at my arm!" <laughs> I mean, it's just so cool. Like, there's so much power in your testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if you feel like you're not ready to step out with uh, words and knowledge, just start with what God has done in your life. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a great thing for people to do.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like if, if you want to be 100% accurate in the prophetic, tell people Jesus loves them and thinks they're amazing. Yeah. You're 100% accurate every single time because it's true, right? Uh, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Mm-hmm. We love because he first loved us. So when you just initiate people into that kind of thinking, you will see the Spirit of God show up, touch people because... This is the spirit of God. You know, the, the Revelation 19.10 says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. So if you want to move more in prophetic, which is getting hearing God's voice for other people, share the testimonies of Jesus. What yes. has Jesus done, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, Brooke, I love it. So if people wanna, is this something that some of our folks could come and do this with you? Is, or do you have room on your teams for people?
1: Um. That's something I feel like is a little sensitive because I really, like you were saying earlier about Moses. Are you, you're talking about like Scarlet Ribbons, right? Yeah, Scarlet Ribbons. Um, remember how you were saying earlier about like Moses and being able to get in and stuff? Oh,
0: right, yeah. So the first half of the show, we were talking about, if you weren't listening, that I feel like the Lord showed me for you, Brooke, that you really have like a Moses anointing on you and that Moses was raised in the courts of Pharaoh. He was raised as a, a high prince, right? He knew all the ways. He knew the way the court worked. He knew the yeah. laws, the processes. You couldn't just walk up to Pharaoh, yeah. right? I mean, that's an mm-hmm. execution level offense. Yeah. Uh, Pharaoh is, he was God on earth to them at that time. Yeah. But because of Moses's history, Moses was able to walk right into Pharaoh's court yeah. over and over and over and over. And remember, he's wanted for murder, Yeah. but he still walked in. What you have... Is I've, I feel like the Lord has given you that same sort of Moses anointing, where that history that you have from being in those in those clubs,
1: yeah.
0: now gives you you have the key to the door. And that's, you know how to get in, and
1: that's why honestly most of the women who do the outreaches with us, they have either come out of the the same club I came out of or other other um, industries yeah. that are. So I feel like personally. I feel like your heart has to really be in the right place to go inside and to minister, or else you're in a dangerous situation where you could hurt someone yeah. more than um, show them Jesus. Yeah, so there I, is
2: there is a place to to you know plug into because yeah. we can have prayer partners. You oh, know? yeah, that's a great like help. having
1: people come and pray in the parking lot or yes. intercessors, prophetic words, mm-hmm. people that want to make help make handmade gifts. If you Have a talent and you can make handmade gifts Mm -hmm. and you want to donate those. That would be great. Yeah. But I feel like uh, actually going in, we we don't want to bombard the clubs either. So it's better to keep it lower in numbers and to really go in with the people who who have that history. Yeah. Because also like we have that anointing on us because we've come out of it. And I didn't get to share this earlier, but one of the other women who does scarlet ribbons with us, she actually she goes to the big house now too, but we God, love Big House Church. Yes. Yeah. God brought her out of the the same club that I used to dance at and she showed up at Big House one Sunday. I didn't invite her. She got invited through someone else. And I just knew that was supernaturally God. Yeah. Uh, because I used the fact that me and her go in there together and do ministry, if you would have saw both of us when we worked there together in the past, you would think there's no possible way on earth yeah. that us two would be doing what we're doing now, but God has supernaturally moved in both of our lives. And um, her name's Natasha, mm-hmm. and she's just, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, thank you for all that you do to help out, Natasha. And um, God is just faithful. Yeah. And, and that's that's what I feel like is so powerful about this ministry is eventually, because I made a private group that dancers can join, the Scarlet Ribbons Facebook group, and eventually I want this network where it can be dancers who've come out. Mm-hmm. Can like equip and encourage other girls who maybe want to get out or are seeking other options, and they can join this group and ask for prayer and see and hear testimonies from like me, Natasha, other girls, my friend Melissa, who has also walked through the fire. And then they, the more they hear these stories of women who've been through the same thing they have, yeah. it gives them hope and encouragement mm-hmm. because. You really have to be able to relate with these, relate to these women, or right. else it can be a hard bridge to, yeah. to cross. You yeah,
0: know? yeah, and just as you're sharing that, I just heard in my heart. You know, there's a scripture. Paul says in First Corinthians, he says, "In the way that you're you were comforted, mm-hmm. you will become a comforter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the revenge of God. This is more of in your wound, you'll actually that wound will become your superpower. Yeah. What, what the enemy meant for evil. the Lord is going to use for good, right? So there are so many ways to support you, and it doesn't mean you have to be on the front lines going into the clubs, but you have a team, Maria, she has a team kind of in the background, working behind, kind of pushing from the rear, right? What are some of the things that you do? Um, we
2: have a women's prayer group that meets on Thursday mornings at my house and we like lift up Brooke and the other girls that you know and yeah. sometimes Brooke has names for us and we intercede for them. You know, we are crying out to the Lord for him to move on their behalf and we're, you know, holding their names up before the Lord and it's just so important to have that prayer connection, mm-hmm. you know, and have that prayer support. You know, that Brooke knows that she's not alone, that there are there are grandmas and yes. great-grandmas and, you know, mothers and, you know, people that are praying for her and for this team. And, you know, we do sometimes have people in the parking lot praying right. as we're going in mm-hmm. or, you know, as Brooke is going in, depending on how many, you know, we have. And it's just so important to just cover them, you know, with prayer.
0: So as you're sharing that, I hear in my heart that you're a warrior. Mm. there's a warrior spirit over you. There's a giant warrior angel that is going around with you. Um, I don't see angels. I know people that say they do. I don't, but I perceive. Mm -hmm. Like there is a supernatural warrior guard around you, Mm -hmm. Maria. And when you're bringing, when you're interceding like that, Mm -hmm. the angels of God, the host of heaven is going out and they are clearing the way and they're breaking chains. Yes. So you know Christianity is a warrior faith.
2: Come on, yes. it is
0: completely a warrior <laughs> faith. And if you mm-hmm. if you haven't experienced that, we want to invite you to get out of the foxhole, get off the benches, come pray with Maria mm-hmm. to support these women that are going into the darkness, that are going into the worst places. Because you know that's where my Jesus would be. Mm-hmm. He would be going into the dark place, right? Because light always scatters darkness. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see the Lord move in power i feel like you got to get out of your comfort zone oh yeah you got to get out of the places where it feels normal and natural you know i have seen i've seen a lot of really cool stuff i've seen a lot of cool healings i've seen metal disappear from people's bodies i've seen i've seen organs regenerate on on, you know i've seen limbs grow i've seen people get out of wheelchairs i've seen one resurrection i mean i've seen a lot of really awesome things but i don't see them inside the church Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think I, all those I just mentioned, I don't think I've seen any of those inside the church. I've seen them out in the world, right? Yeah. So if you want to see the power of God on display for his glory, not yours, for his glory, hook up with these ladies because this is power and this is available to every believer. Yeah. No, you don't have to be the one going into the clubs because honestly, that's probably not for you, but you can be supporting them. You can be supporting, them. I feel like Laura saying, you can be supporting them with a check. You can be supporting them with backing, filling what they need, because what you said—I love the generosity and the heart that you have Mm -hmm. for these women. So, if you go in and you talk to a woman who needs her rent paid,
1: yeah,
0: have you had that? No, okay.
1: No, but I mean, I I think God knows that we're not we're not able to supply that yet, so He doesn't. But that would be great. Mm -hmm. Like we want to be able to do those kind of kingdom things. Yeah for these women to really not just offer prayer but sometimes practical yeah. practical ways yeah cuz you know I, during the pandemic i know things got really rough for them mm-hmm. when the clubs were closing early and closed down a lot of them probably weren't sure how they were making yeah money so,
0: so how many of these young women are single moms a lot a lot i
1: would say at least half if not more
0: yeah And they're not doing this because, I mean, none of them chose this. They all got pushed into it through some level of victimization. And now they're just trying to feed their children or get out. Yeah. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah.
0: So what the Lord is doing with you is he's giving you eyes to see them as lost daughters, as lost princesses. Yes. Yes. Right? Wow. It's so exciting. Well, my guest tonight... Has been Brooke Bawa from Scarlet Ribbons is the name of her ministry, and you guys gotta look into this. You can email them directly if you feel like the Lord tugging on you, of uh, you want to be involved with something like this. Get involved. You know, if you want to be if if you, you want to do something for the Lord, find something the Lord is already doing. <laughs> you don't have to create the wheel every time. Find something the Lord is doing that fires up your heart, and run with those people. Firestorm united our ministry is just about sharing those testimonies of regular people that are out there on the front lines you're the point of the spear and the lord is doing things so support these folks support them in prayer support them go to their website do their thing if you want to run with brooke i'm sure that maria and brooke would love to plug you in you know we need folks you need folks that are making handmade items right correct Yes. Yeah. What kind of things have you given out before? What does that mean? Handmade items. What have you done?
1: Um, so the last time we did uh, prophetic bookmarks, and okay. actually there's another ministry called Cherished, and they have been so amazing. They're, you know, they've been loving on me and encouraging me, you know, to start Scarlet Ribbons. They go to the clubs in like uh, Portsmouth, Portsmouth, mm-hmm. Norfolk, Chesapeake she helped us make these bookmarks with prophetic watercolor flowers with different words like love joy hope and then on the back of it we had different handwritten prophetic words on it from victoria's uh fiery ladies from the fiery
0: ladies yeah Yeah. victoria Pavarnik, she's an amazing woman of god Mm -hmm. and you know it's interesting that the lord has done so much with her she's just ministered and mentored hundreds of women around mm-hmm. this area yeah, right she's, amazing. she's just lit so many fuses mm-hmm. um in the prophetic and in now she's moving and healing it's just it's glorious yeah right so that's, and we
1: did like um handmade christmas cards and yeah. we do like all out with the glitter and
0: okay. the
1: snowflakes and everything and this time we're doing uh wooden stars that we're painting and putting glitter on and we're writing different words on it like joy okay. and Love And, you know, it, to some people it could sound childish, but these are just gifts that make them smile and they just love them because it was made for them. Yeah. So. Well,
0: if as Brooke is sharing that, if there's something firing in your mind or your heart saying, I could do this, I could make this thing, hey, reach out to them because this is an eternal supernatural seed that you're planting. The love of God is impacting these young women in these very dark places. And the Lord is just blessing it, and it's glorious, it's beautiful. So I invite you to be part of it. Look into, send an email to info at scarletribbons.org, and they will tell you exactly how you can be part of it. You know, the Firestorm Live broadcast, we are listener supported. We count on our listeners to uphold us in prayer. Maria, I want to thank you because you're a longtime listener to Firestorm. Uh, And, and, you know, we only have about a minute left. But if how has the ministry has the ministry encouraged you to step it has. out
2: it has to um, you know just hear other people's stories and sharing you know what they're doing it does encourage you and mm-hmm. it's just great that people are highlighted and I just love I'm one of those people who just love people's stories and their testimonies. so it's really ministered to me mm-hmm. so I appreciate you so much oh,
0: thank you you know it's hard to know how many people we're actually serving Uh, We can tell a little bit from Facebook. It's hard to get an idea on the radio. They tell us a certain, you know, 30,000 people every 15 minutes, which is amazing. But it's not really about the numbers as much as it's about we just want to know that the Lord is being glorified. So thank you for reaching out to us. We have a lot of listeners that send us nice comments and uh, have sent us emails. We want to minister to you more. We want to bring you more of these amazing testimonies where you can get a hold of it and say, you know what? I can do that too. And then we all just activate together. We all run together and we run faster and we run farther. You got to know you're in a race. The Christian life is a race and we're all running together. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, You can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode, we meet Ben Kirk, businessman, travel in the country, trying to do the best he can for the Lord. And then the Lord interprets his word in a new way. He says, I've sent you to be my hands and feet. Do your job. Go love people. And Ben becomes a powerhouse for the kingdom. It's normal for Ben to see people saved every single day as part of his life. This is available for you too. You got to tune in, check out what God is doing with Ben.